Welcome to Out of Zion with Susan Michael, an exploration of the Bible and the land of Israel. From ancient biblical sites to the story behind the stories, join Susan on a journey through the most exciting book on the planet. Hit the subscribe button for future episodes, which will deepen your faith and bring the Bible to life. And now here's our host, Susan Michael. Well, hey there, and welcome back. This is the Out of Zion podcast and our Israel Answers teaching series. We're taking a few weeks now to connect the Bible to modern Israel. And we're covering a few subjects to sort of bridge that gap for you before we go on to talk about and answer some of your questions about Israel in this series. So today we're talking about the development of the religion of Christianity since the time of the Bible. We, uh, in our biblical teachings, we had a previous series walk through the Bible. We, we really laid the foundation for the Jewish roots of Christianity, um, that we were, uh, we, everything that we hold dear as Christians was given to us through and by the Jewish people. And we, uh, we're like wild olive branches that have been grafted in to this tree of faith that goes all the way back to Abraham. And uh, we receive such sustenance and um, growth from understanding God's covenants with the Jewish people, his promises to them, the, the temple worship. The, the Apostle Paul listed all these things in Romans 9, uh, verses 4 and 5, where he lists the things that uh, God gave to Israel, and through them, we're receiving them. So let's read it, where he says... Theirs is the adoption as sons. Theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, and from them is traced the human ancestry of Christ, who is God over all, forever praised. Amen. So our roots are in the Jewish faith, and our Messiah, Jesus, is the Jewish Messiah. He was born a Jewish baby to a Jewish parents uh, in a Jewish town and ministered to the Jewish people. He said he was called to the house of Israel. So um, how did these, how did we then separate from these Jewish roots? How is that Christianity is so different today from Judaism? So last week we talked about the development of Judaism. Today I want to talk about the development of Christianity. So as I said last week, one of the uh, really uh, moments of great impact was in 70 AD when the Roman forces destroyed the city of Jerusalem, the temple, and ended all of the sacrificial system that had taken place there in the temple. And um, during this time, the headquarters of the Jewish faith moved up north. Um, But during the siege of Jerusalem and the fighting of Jerusalem, the early believers in Jesus had fled the city. Why? Because Jesus had warned them. He said, there will be an embankment around Jerusalem. When you see these days approaching, flee. And so they had fled and they missed out on the siege of Jerusalem. So when it was over, the temples destroyed, they began to trickle back into the city. They were kind of rejected. Uh, They were seen as traitors. They had not gone through the siege 
with everybody else. Fast forward then, 60 years later, it gets even worse. Um, and this is when the Roman Emperor Hadrian uh, announced and decided that he was going to rebuild the city of Jerusalem, but he was going to rebuild it as a pagan city. And so where there had been the temple to the God of Israel, he was going to build a temple to Jupiter. And um, so there was a great reaction from the Jews and the Zealots, um, who I described you last week. The Zealots rose up against the Romans, but once again, um, after about a three-year uh, siege and period, the Romans won, and they put down this rebellion. And so they renamed Jerusalem Aelio Capitolina. They built pagan worship sites on top of any uh, known Jewish worship site or Christian. And uh, they also renamed the land uh, of Israel that had been known as Judea in the Roman Empire and they renamed it uh, Palestina. And so this is where uh, the area began to be called uh, Palestine, as here with, from the Romans. Um, so during this uh, siege, though, that Hadrian led, um, it's known as the Bar Kokhba Revolt because uh, the, revolt, the revolt was led by a man named Simon Bar Kokhba. And he was proclaimed to be the Messiah. And the leading rabbis of the time proclaimed him as Messiah. Um, whether they really believed it or not, I don't know, but it was to get everybody to rally behind him and to be a part of this revolt against the Roman forces. And um, the Christians could not support this because they believed Jesus was the Messiah and they would not follow another Jewish Messiah. And so during the fighting of the Bar Kokhba revolt, it got very bloody, and there were actually uh, early Christians, Jewish believers in Jesus, who wouldn't follow the revolt, that died in the revolt because of it. So this is really known in history as the split between the church and the synagogue. This is when it was really all over. It got bloody. And um, it, it, was, it was the split. After this time, Judaism moves north. Uh, the head of the Christian church begins to develop in other areas like Antioch and in Alexandria, down in Egypt and in Rome. And it also moves out of Jerusalem as the headquarters. And, um, and we begin developing on two different tracks. So what started out as a first century internal squabble between Jews and Christians over the Messiahship of Jesus now ends up two different religions, both struggling to survive under the oppressive Roman Empire. And the Roman Empire had deemed Judaism as a legal religion, so the Jews were allowed to carry on their religion. Um, so as soon as as long as Christianity was seen as a part of the Jewish sect, it was protected. But once it became separate, it was no longer protected. And uh, it became uh, known as an illegal uh, religion and became highly persecuted by the Romans. Now, uh, the Jews also were persecuted after the, the revolt there. And, the, you know, it, history goes on and different emperors are 
harder on the Jews, harder on the Christians, and other emperors are easier on them. Um, but uh, one of the worst times for the Christians under Rome was in 64 AD when uh, the uh, Rome was on fire and the Emperor Nero needed somebody to blame and he blamed the Christians. And uh, they were very persecuted. Many of them were killed. They were executed. They were burned alive. Um, and it's believed that the Apostle Paul may have died during that time because he is not heard of after this bloody period under Nero. We know Paul was in Rome, uh, but then his story, he goes silent. And so there's a lot of belief that it was during this period he may have died. So now throughout the Roman Empire, the church is growing and at times it's freer to grow and at times it's highly persecuted, but it is growing and it's becoming predominantly Gentile. Uh, there's just not as many Jews in the, in the church anymore. And so these pagans that are converting to Christianity coming into the church, a lot of them had no understanding of the Jewish faith, of the Jewish roots of Christianity, of the Jewishness of Jesus, and, um, and where this faith had been born. And some of them may have even brought uh, anti-Semitism with them from the Greek society. And that's a whole nother story I don't have time to get into, but they may have brought it in with them. And so what happens is that several of the Gentile church fathers begin to preach against Judaism. And um, there's a lot of different reasons for it. But uh, this is when the teaching of replacement theology, or what's known as supersessionism, began to develop. And um, it taught that the Jews had been cursed by God because of their rejection of Jesus' messianic credentials, and uh, therefore had been replaced by the church in the plans and purposes of God. And this theology led to a teaching of contempt of the Jewish people, that they were God killers. And, um, and some of our church fathers preached terrible things about the synagogues and called them brothels and you should have nothing to do uh, with this. It's evil, it's unclean. And um, it's in the fourth century AD when the Roman emperor became a Christian, Constantine became a Christian, and um, a few decades later, Christianity is now the official state religion of the Roman Empire. And at this point, these church fathers began to preach very hard against Judaism because they wanted to clarify, they wanted to separate the Christians from the Jewish roots and from the synagogue and from associating with the Jewish people. And, um, and it's at this point that the church really paved the way for later generations that then passed laws against the Jewish people. It was the beginning was teaching against the Jewish faith, and then it moved into actual persecution of the Jewish people by these state churches. 
and um, state rulers that are also the head of the church. It's a it's a political mishmash. The the church became impure because of a it was contaminated by by politics, and you'd have a sometimes a very ungodly king or queen who was over the church, and so this theology then be, became laws against the Jewish people. They couldn't own businesses. They couldn't own land. They couldn't uh, live in certain areas. And then later they were put into ghettos. And then um, sometimes they were just kicked out of the country altogether. They just didn't even want them living in their country. And and this is the progression of anti-Semitism. And the centuries of this type of teaching and hatred and discrimination paved the way for the Holocaust. Now, the Holocaust was not carried out by Christians. The Nazis had their own uh, strange belief, but they many of the, the Nazi soldiers were still in churches. They were not excommunicated from the churches. So there, there is a little bit of a mishmash there, but Christianity did not carry out the Holocaust. Um, the Holocaust was based on a racial cleansing of the human race in order to make the Aryan race the supreme race and the pure race. And uh, so it had nothing, it really didn't have anything to do with religion, but centuries of Christian anti Semitism had paved the uh, way for it. Um, we're going to talk more about that next week. I want to move on with our story because today there's been a major shift in Christianity, and I want you to understand why and what a blessing it is to be a part of a whole new day. It goes back almost 500 years ago when the Bible was translated into the everyday languages. And for the first time, the everyday Christian could actually read the Bible. You have to understand, for centuries, they couldn't read the Bible. Many were illiterate, but um, many couldn't read it in the original languages. All they could, all they knew was what the church popes taught or taught them, or what was enacted in the masses in the church, and um, they really didn't know what the Bible taught. And then when the printing press came along, and we were able to mass distribute these translations of the Bible. Uh, Christians were able to get their hands on Bibles and, and read it for themselves, and it started various movements, the separatist movement to separate from the unclean uh, state church uh, and get back to a biblical first century church. Uh, that was followed by the Puritans that taught we need to purify this state church. We need to bring it back to its biblical roots. Uh, there were the pietists that uh, emphasized prayer and evangelism. And uh, there were all these different movements, but um, it started with the translation of the Bible into the everyday language, and these this birthed a Bible-based Christianity. It's a segment of Christianity. We call it the evangelical movement, um, but it, it goes back to these days. And um, these early pioneers of evangelical Christianity, they saw in the Bible that God had made all these promises to the Jewish people, that he had eternal covenants with them and eternal promises. And the land, the gift of the land, was very much a part of these eternal promises. 
and that God had promised one day he was going to bring them back to their land. And so these early preachers were preaching this from the pulpit, and they all believed that one day the Jews would be restored to their land. And um, over the t- over time, as evangelical Christianity got stronger, and especially in England, um, it became known as the Restorationist movement, that the evangelical Christians supported the restoration of the Jewish people to their ancient homeland. So they were called Restorationists. And there were key leaders in the British government that helped actually in uh, bringing about the birth of the state of Israel. But the point I want to make is that within Christianity itself, today, Evangelical Christianity is the fastest growing segment of the Christian world. And when I say the Christian world, I'm using it in a very broad term. It includes the Eastern Orthodox, the Catholic, the mainline Protestants, and the Evangelical, the Pentecostals, the the non-Pentecostal Evangelicals. I mean, all of that. It, it, It involves all of it. Anybody that names the name of Christ is within the world of Christendom, and there's about, I think it's 2.5 billion Christians in the world. The fastest growing segment is the Bible-based Christianity, what we call evangelical Christianity. And the good news is that evangelical Christianity is largely philo-Semitic. It is supportive of the Jewish people, of their return to the homeland. Now, uh, it, it today in the United States, evangelical Christianity is kind of plateaued, and some could argue that it's on the decline. And um, as a result, evangelical support for Israel is really not as strong as it was 20 years ago. But evangelical Christianity is in total revival and spreading like wildfire in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. And their support of Israel is at an all-time high. It's affecting governments and everything because of the growth of evangelical Christianity within those countries. So today, it is a whole new day for Jewish-Christian relations because of this Bible Based Christianity that is becoming so influential within the Christian world. I think, I don't know the day that it's predicted that evangelical Christianity will be the largest segment, um, but for sure it will be because it's growing so quickly. And so today we are able to come to an understanding of the Jewish roots of Christianity, of the Jewishness of Jesus. We understand God's promises to the Jewish people. We understand the calling on the Jewish people is still there. It has never been revoked. The Apostle Paul said it's irrevocable. And we understand the importance of the Christian world, our calling to take the gospel to the four corners of the world. Uh, You know, we, we understand all of this because we have the Bible today. And therefore, we are able as Christians to reach out in friendship to the Jewish people. The Jewish people are coming to learn that uh, Christians are no longer their enemy as they were throughout history. And uh, they're having to learn to trust us. And they're having to learn how to work with us. We kind of speak two different languages. We do definitely disagree 
on some things theologically, on salvation, on Jesus. We, we, we have very big disagreements between Judaism and Christianity. But for the first time in many, many, many years, we can agree to disagree and be friends and have a relationship built on mutual respect. It is a whole new day, and you and I are part of it. So that finishes today's uh, overview of the development of Christianity. And uh, next week, we're going to talk about anti-Semitism through the ages. So uh, see you back here next week as we fin continue connecting the Bible to Israel today. And until then, God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Out of Zion with Susan Michael. Be sure to subscribe to Out of Zion now on Apple Podcasts, cpnshows.com, YouTube, or wherever you like to listen and learn. Out of Zion with Susan Michael is a production of ICEJ USA, all rights reserved.